0: Go around and have you guys introduce yourselves, tell me what you do in the band, and tell me a fun fact about you.
1: I, I am Tom. I play guitar in Riskus and I am the most talented member of Riskus. Founder, <laughs> CEO. I do all of it basically, and these boys just kind of pretend. But industry secret.
2: Um my name's George and I'm the singer and the bass player of the band. And a fun fact about me. I can do a no-handed, uh, a no, um, I could do a backflip, blindfolded,
3: off a house.
0: So parkour. And yeah,
3: parkour, yeah. Parkour. My name is Eve, I also play guitar in Riscous, and on weekends, I like to dress up as Merlin. <laughs>
0: you guys pick your respective instruments?
3: Oh,
1: I don't know, I mean, I went for everything i played drums for a couple years and i just always wanted to play guitar and then when i was like 14 15 bought one the rest is history
2: yeah i think my my mom is the same with like singing i was always uh i grew up in like a musical theater background so i was always singing either in shows or whatever and then I, i i just learned guitar so after I learnt guitar and I joined and, I'll, and we're in the band we needed a bass player so I was just like I'll slap, I'll slap the bass a couple of times
3: so that that's that really Yeah and I'm the front man so yeah, and I've always grown up around instruments with all my family playing so I just kind of fell into it at a young age Instruments in the week uh, Merlin the Wizards on weekends that's how my life was as a child and still is now to be
0: so I like to think the instrument picks the person, not necessarily the person picks the instrument.
3: That is true. Because
2: oh, I, is... never, I never thought i will be, be playing bass. If you, if you talk to me about five years ago, what oh, are you going to do in five years' time, I won't tell you that I'll be a singer in a band playing bass. Yeah. Because it chewed, shows yeah. me, reached out, grabbed me, got a scruff of the neck.
1: I'm, I'm driving drums. And then I was like, I I just saw the guitar and it just kind of, it came towards me and it's just never been the same since. So yeah, that is, that is a good point.
0: It's always fun to see like what instruments people gravitate towards and how they kind of end up doing what they do. So George, you mentioned musical theater. Fun fact, actually, um, my school is a musical theater performance school, as well as a division one sports school. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a strange combination, but it's a thing.
2: Yeah. 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 I grew up uh, when I was a kid I was in uh, Billy Elliot on the West End Um, and then I went to a school in England Uh, it was a boarding school but it was like a musical theatre dance school so I literally just studied a load of dance and musical theatre and so because my mum's a a dance teacher and she has her own dance school so literally just being brainwashed into being like a performer since I was a a baby really, but I always either wanted to be a performer or play football, well, soccer, um, but obviously the, the soccer didn't work out, so sadly I'm now a singer.
0: So even though my school is a Division 1 sports school with the musical theatre performance heavy thing, School of Rock was filmed on my campus, which is crazy for me to see <laughs> because it's influenced so many different people but like going to the school it's sometimes like oh i forget that like the building that you see in the movie is just where i have class
1: oh, that's mad that film honestly made me want to be in a band that is one of the most yeah important-
3: no mate yeah, yeah. exactly the same
1: that's yeah. mad what so it's- that building is your school that's crazy that's
0: mad I like asking people this question because I feel like it tells a lot about a person. So, what is your favorite album in your personal collection? And by personal collection, I mean you physically own the album.
3: Ooh,
2: God! Um, I think mine's Exodus. Bob Marley Exodus. I think that's just one of the best, best albums. But there's loads. There's there's loads. But but I think that's my favorite. My favorite album. My first ever album I bought was Love Gun by Kiss. So, very opposite, you know what I mean? Opposite. First album
3: I bought was Crazy Frog's Greatest Hits. Or crazy, <laughs> crazy hits, I think.
1: One hit.
3: Yeah, but he was covering all tunes. He did covers of Queen.
1: My mm. yeah. first album was McFly.
2: Ooh.
3: <laughs> yeah. Unlucky. <laughs> My, I think my favourite album in my collection is probably Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. And it's quite a cliché favourite album, but I think it's just a really good album. You do have a big collection as well. I do have a big, yeah.
1: Revolver by The Beatles. I'm a big Beatles fan, but I think that's probably my, my favorite. Always been my favourite.
0: So I ask that because, as I said, like I think it tells a lot about a person since owning a physical copy of a piece of music you either have a connection to it or it's just some great piece of work that you just love listening to. So I always enjoy hearing what people have to say to that. And What's I- yours? I have two. I'll say two. Cheap Trick live at the Budokan. It was my dad's. And Ooh. then my favorite's probably The Planets by Gustav Holst. It's a classical music piece. But
2: yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. Very wow. Very sister's. Sophisticated.
0: i used to play the trumpet in concert and jazz band so like w- learning it and then hearing it it was one of the pieces of music that kind of changed how i listen to things so that's probably why
3: we all need a jazz that was trumpet. a better <laughs> answer than any of ours though
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're just boys the
2: beatles because i like the beatles and yours <laughs> is just like professional <laughs>
0: have you ever been to america
2: i've been <laughs>
3: a few times yeah I've never been I've been only ever been to Florida and to the JFK airport in New York and that's about it I'd live I'd love to live out there to be fair maybe not at the minute but in the, in the future
0: okay so my next question for you guys is one that was asked at our freshman orientation that we ask everyone. You can be any item in the kitchen. What would you be and why?
3: Ooh. Um
2: I would be... Um, like... I don't know. The tap. <laughs> so... Because <laughs> I clean... Because I clean everything I touch.
1: Mm. I would be... A kettle because I'm just always bubbling with just ideas, bubbling with good <laughs> ideas,
3: and bringing. <laughs> what about you, i e? I'll be uh, I'll be a fridge because I'm always so cool. <laughs> 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 That's good.
2: Yeah, got better. I thought you, I, Tom. I thought you would be one of them. You know, one of them garlic crushers. Just because you oh, stink. <laughs> I was what just, I, that the what op- I of that you, was the second option. That popped in my head I thought of you. Not wrong. What? Yeah. What about what about um, yourself? What would you be?
0: I said I'd be a knife because I have a sharp lip. I rate that. More
2: right so. Very violent. <laughs> it is a very violent
1: answer.
0: I'm not funny. So it was just kind of like for the moment. This sounds cute, but it really isn't.
1: <laughs> I have those like you know when you First day of school And it's like you got to stand up And say I hate that mm-hmm. I hate uh, And you don't
0: I know,
3: know you you I think I nearly cried On the first day of my school You cried? Nearly yeah I was told I was going to be Put into a class with my friend And it never happened What well, are we just... talking about
2: se- Secondary school Or primary school? Yeah secondary school or Kindergarten <laughs> First school
3: College? Se- secondary school When I was eleven. Whatever that is. Yeah, I think I cried as well.
1: I think I did.
3: Because yeah. the school was just so big and I was just lost, so I just started crying. Well, it's, that's the thing. You're a very young age to go into a big school, especially with kids so yeah. much older.
1: We have the three-tier system, so I didn't have that. I had, like... Because you have, like, secondary school, don't you? I have, like, I have first school, middle school and high school. So I have
3: like and a to American be fair,
2: school.
1: but I had my first day. I remember I was at school, like,
2: a big, the big school for a week, and then that's when I moved to London. So, and then, <laughs> then I was, then I was just doing school in just like a classroom with like two people, In just Bad. like a, in like a living room. Yeah. Mad. So that that was alright. So I didn't really have like, you know, what I mean, all I had was just that that first day, and then that's that was my memory of my first day. Like,
1: what, what was the question again? <laughs> oh,
0: so for your music, can you describe your sound for me in three words?
1: Tropical. Sexual. <laughs> uh,
3: punch. But like a a, a a punch, a drink punch, not a, not like like a, a, like a yeah, like a like a, prom a, party pon- punch. a punch. Yeah, but just a, a little little of yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah.
2: But you get a jo- you get a jock putting a bit of whiskey in it.
3: Oh, cheeky
2: joke.
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> <Python>. cheeky.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's right. Now, people say that our sounds are very tropical, um, summery. Yeah, summer, like a summer tropical indie. That's what they call us. That's what's what we've been called in like reviews and stuff. So tropical, summery, indie, goodness.
0: It's fun to see how bands describe themselves because I might not pick the same favorites, and it's nice to hear like what you guys would classify yourselves as since there's so many genres. Yeah, but genres don't really exist.
2: So. Yeah, okay. I think I think especially from our last single with "Cool to Chill With," it's not it's completely different to like our first ever song, "Pan Like Tom." I think the "Pan Like Tom" tune, that's like a more of a tropical indie like sounds where cool to chill with it's more of like a jazzy kind of kind of vibe so
1: it was a different part in our career you know I mean that was like four years ago and we've kind of we've built up you know as a band and this is kind of where we're at now and I think we're all really happy and excited yeah and we, and we don't wanna,
2: we don't want to we don't want to stick with just one genre we want to kind of experiment and do like loads even if they don't even work out as long as we try it and an experiment because we a lot of bands don't really experiment with their sound. They just stick with their same sound. That's why loads of bands have become bands that don't progress to the next level because they're just so stuck in their ways. They're like an heirloom from the nineteen ninety
0: seven. I think even though like you guys are delving into different genres, you still have the same type of like swing sound present in all of your songs. So there's some consistency across the discography, but even yeah. There, yeah. You're trying different things, which is really interesting to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Still...
2: Yeah. I think, I think you have to keep like, so people, if people listen to it, they can reckon, recognize us as like, uh, as like musicians. Cause obviously with like my singing voice, if someone knows my singing voice, they'll know it's me, but like the music, it still has that, like like you said, that nice little groove and that nice, like, r- yeah. rhythm. And I think it's just, like, every song we write, we try and make it, like, really catchy. So, because I think catchy songs are just the best songs to listen
1: to, easy listening. So... When I to make something catchy, like, you know, it's not the coolest thing in the world, but, like, we like making catchy, good, feel-good songs. That's just what we do. So. mm-hmm. Heard that.
0: So, what is your favorite part of a song that you've written?
1: Probably some part in "Cool to Chill With." I think in "Cool to Chill With," when we finally got the kind of pre-chorus and the chorus, when we finally got it all done with the horn section, everything, and then you hear it, and it was like, "Wow!" Can I think that's like the Yeah, part. I think
2: yeah, mine's, mine's the same. When when before, before when the the geezers come in, when the guys come in to play the play the horns and saxophones and all that. And when the first time hearing that, when they mapped it all out and then they recording it, and it was just like, wow! So these are proper musicians, and we're just we're fake. <laughs> That's what it, it. I've never felt so happy, but then so embarrassed at the same time. So I literally, just like they're just so amazing, and we're just a bit, especially it's like, cool. wow! I'm, 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 I'm alright, but
1: the other two. Mm. It was strange it was also having someone else on your track, like a professional, like you were saying, like a professional, professional musician. Yeah, yeah. Interpreting something that you wrote and then like playing it back to you. I think that was a quite a special moment because you were like, wow, that's just... I don't know, it was a cool moment. It was, a it was cool the first moment. time working with someone, wasn't it? Like working with other people,
2: like different musicians, but we, we, we'll be working with loads more in the next few songs we're going to do because... Is the best, like, because sometimes we have ideas in our heads, but for like a saxophone or whatever, but none of us can play saxophone, so it's a uh, it's handy to just have some people you know are going to be great on speed dial, so you can just call them up and get them down.
0: So, can you describe the writing process for "Cool to Chill With" for me? Well,
2: basically. It was the first time we uh, we went into the studio with nothing. Like normally when we're just practicing at the studio, we just and then go through the songs. We, we write um, either write a song or write a chorus or write an idea. And then we go into the studio and we, all, and we, and we already have something like a, like a base to work from. But this was the first time we went in the studio with nothing and we just went, right, we want to make a song from scratch. And that, that's that's so that's basically what we did. We just mapped out some chords. There were some jazzy chords what we we all knew, and it's just we 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 were like oh wow well, these chords would be good for this kind of song. So we had like the drum beat, because we had decided on the drum beat just for because yeah. normally it's like the drums have got loads of fills and everything like that. Where the drum beat and chords to chill with is just so straight It's just like like hip hop drums, how it's just literally just doesn't change. It's and that, and and then we had that, and then obviously we just lay down the chords and just built up like that. Really,
1: we all, it was nice as well because, like, yeah, like you said, we had the drum beat, which was like we don't ever start with kind of that as a basis. And I remember, like, yeah, just like playing those chords and we're like oh, that's cool. And we all just built up, you know what I mean? We all like chipped in with like this and chipped in with that, and it all just kind of became like a massive thing. But well, like- the, cor- the chorus, though. Cause I remember Eve, you were at mine
2: and mm. we were just in the garden and we were jamming and, and, and we come up with the chorus. There's a sign out my house saying Uncle to Chill with. On that bit. and then But you remembered it. You remembered it. You remembered it. And um when we we're in the studio and we we're like, Oh, that would work with this song. So So it's just like it, it was handy that was. So need
1: some bit of lyric. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, it took ages as well. Like we spent like Months and months and months recording that track, like so long. Nice, was-
3: nice. Yeah,
2: but if you think about it though, yeah, it took a while just because we were having like two sessions a month. Yeah. If we had, if we we would have got it done if we're in the if, if we're in the studio for about ten days, just non-stop, we would have got it done then. Yeah. That's the that's the only reason why it took so long is because yeah, it
1: was good as well because like it gave us some breathing room so we could yeah, like yeah. do a couple of sessions and then come back and be like. Oh, we should do this and do this and that like fresh ears, so yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So on that note, if you could change one thing about the music industry as it is today, what would it be and why?
1: Oh god, where do I start? Put it in the hands put the power in the hands of the people and yeah. the musicians and take away the kind of top tier because
2: Yeah, they, and take away like the the musicians which are just rubbish. You know what I mean? But yet, but yet, do so well. Like they, some of them don't have any talent. Like especially some of the rappers and even some of the singers. They just they just look good, and that's why they're that's why they're successful. Um yeah. But it's just like especially like nowadays with all this like mumble rapping, like little pump. Like what what does he do? Like he just drinks lean, smokes weed, and just goes and he makes millions. You know what I mean? I wish I could do that. Like, fair play to him. I if we I could just, just do that and make and make millions, fair play, but I think that's what what I'll change. But, yeah. What about you,
3: You? I think I will definitely take out um, the whole... Um, the whole shark factor. The fact that every yeah. time we've gone somewhere as a band of progress, we've always encountered people who are just full of lies who seem to feel that oh, mate. Yeah. People, so some so people seem to think that uh offering you the world and telling you that they're the, the greatest person that you've ever met and you need them as a a band is something that we've grown to kind of get bored of now. It just it it's so many lies and yeah, and untrustworthy so so. people. And and that that is what has an effect on bands and stuff because they stop because they're just like, well, we're not going to be able to get anywhere if we keep meeting these people. They seem well, to look, be able- well,
2: look, well, look look, at us like Dan, who used to be our drummer. He left because that's basically why he left because he was just like, we're not getting anywhere. Everyone's just full of lies and everyone because as, as a young band, let's say like a new band and they're like 16, 17 years old. They're so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So like us, when, when our, I won't name any names, Jizzled, that's what we call him. <laughs> when he when he saw came to our gig and he, he was like, yeah, we'll we'll do this. I'll get you signed in a year. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We're like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is amazing. Not knowing that this guy has no, nothing to do with the music industry, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing, but yet we put all our trust into this one person because we, he he was saying all that he's making all these promises, which we're just false. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
2: But there's so many people like that. So many people just after a quick buck. Um, just, and it's just, yeah, just, there's no, I think the management we're with now, Sucker Management's the first time I actually trust someone to be involved with us. You oh, know yeah. what I mean?
0: It's
1: yeah. A, like, personal people have come across and we're like, right, you're, you're okay. So, Yeah.
0: So I do have my own um, consumer side thing that I would like to change about the music industry. It's in relation to Spotify specifically. Don't get me wrong. I do use Spotify every single day. (laughs) And um, I think it's great for exposure. But personally, I don't think as a consumer I should be seeing a band's monthly listener counts. I think that should be for the, the artist and the management team and the business side. I think it sadly influences bills and people's perception of an artist. So that sucks, but that's my own mm. two
2: cents. No, to be fair, I agree. To be fair, so, I think for for us, we like we like seeing that for us because it's our band, and we like to see like what if what does well if a song does well, and we, it's it's nice, It's a sense of achievement which. Upcoming bands rarely have, so it's kind of nice. But I do understand, like, people might look at a, a click on a band and they might have a thousand monthly listeners and they'd be like, oh, no, forget that
3: then. But they could be the best band in the world. But they'll never know. But We always, I, th- I me mean, especially whenever we started off before we had um, a, a lot of monthly listeners, I kind of would always look at the bands we're playing with and stuff and check out their monthly listeners and see how big they are I'll judge how big they are on that, and uh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's kind of rivalries and it creates like yeah. I think
2: if- I think it's a lot different for like someone who's like just a listener compared yeah. to someone who's in a band because a band it is a, a very competitive oh, yeah. field to be in. You're always competing with people, and that's why I think that's it's quite important to for, like them stats because it makes it. it, it 'Cause everybody wants to be better than everyone else and if that's gonna help the artists become better or get better opportunities then so so I'm all for that. But I think for a listener it's completely different and I can't really say anything because I I'm not really I'm not a listener. I don't I don't use um, Spotify. So I'm all that Apple
1: music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting free a- with my contract. Yeah. I think that's a good idea to be honest because yeah it, yeah like as a band we we like to see it but nobody else needs to see it and you know like, you know Beyonce's gonna have more monthly listeners than like we do so what's you know what well, I, mean? Why, well, I hope I hope so <laughs> I'm, where's I'm our like, money you know what I mean give me uh, more money okay. So like you don't need those specifics you know what I mean so yeah that's a good that's a cracking idea
0: I just think it makes the playing field a little bit more even in a sense because and you're listening to an artist, I would hope more people would do this in general, just listen to an artist because they enjoy the artist, but sometimes, some of my friends do this, they listen to an artist only because they're popular, so.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: well, I th- and I think, I think the more the more popular the music is, is, is like a band which, which has n- hardly any listeners, they're not going to be on any any um, playlist, they're not going to be on anything, they're not going to have any uh, advertising advertisements on Instagram or so people can't find their music, where a lot of a lot of people will be scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and an advert will come up and they go, "Oh, this sounds nice," I'll go check them out. So I think it, that's that's part of the problem as well. It's just a lot of people don't have the money or whatever it's... to get their music out. I in, yeah, I think in Britain it's a lot easier because we've got the BBC introducing, that such and a great... that's like, yeah, it's it's such it's such a good platform to get on, but. I don't know what the situation is in America if they've got something similar to that, but I think in Britain, it's it's a lot easier to get people listening to music nowadays. Because even when we first started and we had our first songs out, and they were rubbish. They were rubbish. Well, we so but we still got them on the radio because yeah. through introducing.
0: There's no real Discovery station on the actual AM FM car radio. Yeah, because
1: even our it's like our main radio station, our like most popular would be like Radio One, and they play like all kinds of stuff really, and they have like introducing slots like we had when we first got Panic on there. So
3: yeah, I think
1: England's probably just
2: got a different. Because narrative. yeah, and it's because on it's Radio One's like the main main thing, but they've got ev- they've got all these different shows for different yeah. music. So I think that's it gets a a lot of genre out there where. But like, like I said, I don't know what the situation is in America with the radio stations or whatnot. I don't know if they're just playing Cardi B on loop for 24 hours a day or <laughs> I don't know what it is. Cardi B 6 9 and Nicki Minaj. There you go. Lucky you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just Continuing, we have a question that was created by our PR director, Grace that's somewhat related to things we would like to change in the music industry. And the question is, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not?
1: I think it depends. I think uh, I, I think it's wrong to just release someone's songs like after they die, unless there was some kind of written consent. Because I, I think I, I would hate if like I was working on something and like something happened and like, I died, and someone was just releasing it without my consent, or like put me with like a feature with like Drake, and like you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think it's it's unethical unless you can justify it with some kind of reason from the artist. Yeah, I, I
2: think yeah, I I think though like especially like an artist, an artist which was has done that recently, quite recently, is Mac Miller. Obviously, yeah. he he really he's and. And obviously, he was recording that album to release it. But yeah, the reason exactly. why he couldn't release it is because he died. So I think yeah. people finish the music to honor their life and honor their career. So but I think yeah. if there's like an artist who's like against all that and then they won't, you know what I mean? Yeah. was like, like, I don't want you to release any more songs. Or something like that after he died. Because like I said, you know when Prince was like, I don't want to be on any like projector or anything. And then bloody just intimidate, does it? Yeah. And everyone was like, he didn't want that, he didn't want that. So if the artist has made himself like, I don't want you to do that, and then obviously not. But if I died and I have a song, I want you to release it. You
1: know what I mean? I have a projection next to his Coachella. It's you.
0: (laughs) The reason we ask that question is we have seen it happening more frequently in the industry. The examples you gave are normally the ones I do say. Mac Miller's album, um, Prince's Vault, and the little peep songs that were released that sound like Unfinished Bedroom demos.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a band in England who had a similar thing, and they were a band who were kind of, they were up up and coming. They weren't like signed. Viola. Yeah, they were just coming up. They were called Viola Beach. And yeah, same thing, like, they died tragically. And then they released this album, and everyone was like, it sounds awful. But they became, like, really hugely, well, successful in the, you know, after that. But, yeah. Some of our tunes are good, though. I know, that's what I mean. Like, they had really good tunes. But I think when they released that album, it just kind of wasn't finished. It was a shame, because, like, they were a great band. But
2: yeah. But, But I think they, I think with someone like that's died I think they're not releasing the album for, for like financial gain or for exposure or something like that they're, they're releasing the album strictly just to honour their lives I think that's it's yeah. like a memorial which will be there forever
1: yeah it's like there was there was another band actually as well and they were like even smaller than that and I think like we must have played in the same venues and they were called Hers and they died like last year sometime so like it's, it's weird it happens in a smaller scale, as well as like...
0: So one of the things we would like to see and start a discussion about is the concept of artist wills or actually negotiating this into a contract, since we know every band has a different opinion on what should happen with their songs.
2: Yeah. Are we still talking about
3: death?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's a very personal thing though, isn't it? Like, as an artist, um you will only want to put out what you're completely happy with and if you've got 10 songs that that you know you have finished and you pass away and you're never going to release them anyway then i think it's a bit of a like being an artist is about having having the decision making skills choose what you want to put out and when you want to put it out and what you want to do with the artwork and all this. And I feel like that is, unless you talk to someone about it before and then you you do have something planned to release and then you die, I think leave the memory as what it was. Do you know what I mean? Uh We've got like some tunes that we haven't released because we weren't happy with them. And if we were to tragically die and they were released and if I, for whatever reason, was a ghost or something and could see what was going on, I probably <laughs> no, I'll Just leave it as it is because. That, like, oh. we were, no, but we would just finish them as a ghost. Yeah, we'd finish them as a ghost. Yeah, because <laughs> like that, that's where they
2: got ghostwriting from. That'll
3: that'll <laughs> be in the credits. Yeah, in the contract. Ghost
2: Yeah, but is that actual thing in the contract? Because how so? Yeah, so we've done this on the contract. We've covered this. Do you want to do you want to put a will because you might die?
1: <laughs> I think that is probably that should be in stand in standard contracts because like.
2: Well, I'm I not planning know. on dying anytime soon.
1: Even yeah, most of the people who have died, but it still happened, and it would save a lot of, life. you know what I mean? Because you'd sign a thing, and they'd look at it and be like, "Oh." Well, mate,
2: a- I'm not being funny, mate. If I die, I die. There's nothing I could do about it.
1: Exactly. So it's, what it's, what just
2: one, it's just one less stress to worry about. If I die, I'm dead. <laughs> Simple as. Guess, do what you
1: want. Yeah. Do what you want with me. I'd haunt. Um. I'd haunt jizzled
2: I'll just, I don't
3: know, I'll be, I don't know. I'll
2: be, I've got to say say I'll be in heaven, but I'll probably be in hell.
3: (laughs) I'll just be exploring, exploring the world, mate. exploring the Area 51, exploring time, exploring space. If you're a ghost, you can do anything, can't you? I'm saying I'll go and, I'll just go and visit history and see what it was like, you know what I mean? Move around, do this, do that. Yeah. If you've got forever to live as a ghost, then you're gonna do everything, aren't you? Because you would. Why? Be... Why don't you just do that now? Because I can't. Because not <laughs> dead. <laughs> no, I mean, you can still travel
1: when you're alive. <laughs> Go
3: railing or something. Uh, I'm traveling. I'm talking about tra- time traveling. <laughs> 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 this has got a hand now. Yeah, I would do. To be fair, I'll join you, mate. If we
2: if we die together, mate, I'll join you on that quest. Thank Good you, old Merlin.
0: My next question for you guys is: What is the weirdest or funniest question you've ever been asked in an interview? And can you please answer it when you tell me the question? <laughs>
1: um, um, I saw our, our interviews are quite standard. Yeah, oh, apart, oh, yeah. apart
2: from when um, there was a rumor going around about Tom that he only <laughs> had that he only that he only had three toes on his foot, and um, one of the we were we were in an interview and and she was like. She looked at him like, all weird, like... Because she was fine with... Me. She was looking at me and she's looking at Eve, going, oh, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. And mm-hmm. Tom went, oh, nice to meet you. And she just went, don't... T- no. do you-? And then she went, do you really have three toes? And Tom went,
3: oh, no, no, no. I mean, i have 5 I've got five.
1: So... I'm, so- I'm sorry, to- sorry to interrupt this totally true story, but the, f- <laughs> the, f- the funniest thing we have been... Do you remember when we did that interview when we were going to Russia... And we were in the conference and they were asking you a question about like, Eve's name. And you were saying, do you remember that? <laughs>
3: that oh, was, yeah. was good. Yeah. We, we, we went to Russia last year to play some festivals out there and just have a bit of a whale of a time. And we did a press conference with uh, the festival directors and the press over in Russia. And we were in a big, like, hall of people. Yeah, we are a big hall of people on the Skype. And they were asking about my name because my name is it's quite a, Not a very popular name. Um, very biblical very biblical. old yeah, the biblical name and they were asking about it and what it means and George just piped up and said oh it's a typical uh, female name in England it's typically female
1: <laughs>
3: oh, and, a yeah or
1: or, or the
2: uh, or when we're on the uh, on the news and they caught me swearing on the
3: news yeah, that was we were, funny we're on BBC News the main news in, in the whole of the UK and we're doing an interview and um we thought the camera was off, and George, for whatever reason, thought that he'd stick his middle fingers up to test if the camera was really working or not. And <laughs> we get, we did the interview, and then we all had calls from everyone, saying, what was that was that?" We <laughs> were like, what? Why is George swearing? None <laughs> of us saw it, only George. Like, so. I
2: remember I did it, and I looked at the cameraman, and he was going, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, Manan's going to kill me. Uh, but yeah. By the way, Tom doesn't have three toes. I've got, got. He's got lovely feet. A bit hairy, but they're lovely.
1: Cheers. Cheers,
0: man. <laughs> Nice little like moral to that story. How he circled back to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That was the question.
0: <laughs> it's been answered in some capacity, so it's fine.
2: Yeah. Probably got a few answers to pick from. Pick a mix.
0: <laughs> how have you guys been spending quarantine?
3: are y'all still in quarantine yeah yeah we're, down. Sort of we're sort of coming out of it now we can we can we're allowed out the house and to see our families and stuff now but and the shops have just opened today but the restaurants are still closed it's a bit of a weird yeah. one i've been enjoying it. it's great i think everyone needed it to be honest with you i think everyone needed a bit of time yeah. to calm down and unwind. wine yeah. The,
1: yeah 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 it's been like a bit of a blessing in a way,
3: because I think it's just giving
1: everyone time to just like literally stop everything and kind of just yeah. yeah.
2: But I think I think we're just the lucky ones really, because none of yeah. us have really got like an important job or anything that like requires us to be a key worker. Like if one of us was like a doctor or a nurse, blow my neck. yeah, that wouldn't be like it's mad. Like, so it's, it's some people have just been. A load the businesses have just been wrecked, and people obviously, all the people that died, just is been it's been horrible. But I think we're just we're just one of the lucky ones, really. It's just you just basically just have to just stay in our own house.
3: Yeah, that's it, it, really. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, but it's easy, though. It's I think I think we'll probably be in lockdown for another maybe another three weeks or something like that.
1: Yeah, a bit longer than that, mate, I reckon. I reckon at
2: oh, least... Mate, a- like, I think, because we're in the studio in, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? And oh, as, as, oh, I oh, think oh, as soon as, as oh. I think as soon as, like, restaurants open, that's when you're like, all right, well, if the restaurants are open, <laughs> yeah, everything
1: must uh, be all right. The thing which will, which will mean lockdowns are over is, like, gigs all happen again. Because a gig is, like, the worst possible place for like in
3: yeah dirty wetty R- dirty you're, the...
1: you're already
2: spitting on the floor as well <laughs> you
3: and uh <laughs> when the uh, stadium sports sports go back to normal as well because all the oh, yeah. next week missed, but... oh i missed the football soccer, the soccer. <laughs> i missed the soccer, yeah Obviously, there's no, there's no crowd, is there? So it's just a uh, real score. Yeah. What's it like over there? What's it? Is it Staten Island, New York? Is it? You're in. Yeah.
0: What's it
3: like in? New- that was quite bad, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I should probably preface like I live on Staten Island, which is part of New York City. So, it's it, it's a lot of trees. Very different from Manhattan.
2: But... Oh, you what's it called? Staten Island. That's where Thingy's from, isn't it? Pete Davidson. Yes. <laughs>
0: isn't
2: that why they're in practical justice? Yes. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, yeah.
0: But they've oh, got sweet. that film
2: coming out, The King of Staten Island. That's coming out soon, isn't it? I think it came they out. Is it, already, is it already out? I think right, so. Or? Sweet.
0: Like, everything was cancelled and I didn't get to have a graduation and such, so it's a little strange.
1: No prom. Have like big proms and stuff. Is that like an actual thing?
0: Prom, yeah.
1: Is it? for high school?
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, is that like is prom like a big deal? Because like <laughs> yeah. in England, basically you just go and have some food and then that's it. You go home.
0: Really? Or in okay, America,
2: is, is it is it like you know on like TV shows like bloody like what do you call it? Thirteen Reasons Why or whatever. When it's like legit and people go, will you go prom with me? Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, you have
0: all the proposals that, that, that happen. Um,
2: and prong, and the, is it like prong king and queen? Is that real?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that real? What? what? Is it just so? It's just like the most popular people that get given a little crown.
0: Uh, my school is different. I went to a science, technology, and engineering high school.
3: The so like, smartest like,
2: kid. Oh. Okay. But everyone was like, safe there, and everyone was cool.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't really like. The king and queen were the most popular people, but like everybody knew each other because it was a small school, so they were just really well liked.
3: That's cool. Oh, I was banned
1: from my prom.
2: Yeah, I didn't go to my prom either. Oh
0: when It
1: was
3: all
0: right. Yeah, here like you you have the pre prom, and then you go to prom, and then you have Ooh. after prom.
3: That's like three proms. <laughs> well, wow. you have like you have like three
1: drinks and then you have prom and then you, you go after
2: yeah oh right oh no yeah so like basically like a night out
3: that's like yeah, yeah that's not everything in england if you're going on a night out it's always a yeah a pre-drinks a drink before the party but, uh, the party. but our after part our, yeah.
2: afterpar- having a kebab or
3: something. our <laughs> after party, is on a street corner with a kebab and <laughs> go to bed early i think in england i think people start drinking from when they're about 12. And... Uh, mate, I, yeah i had my first beer my like my first being when I was like eleven. Yeah I was yeah. drinking shandys at the age of eight. Yeah
1: <laughs> mate. Yeah shandy But like, <laughs> like, I just turned twenty I turned twenty one a couple of months ago and I just I can't imagine like not having like alcohol in my life. Lo- like waiting you know that what? long. Trying to get like
3: Yeah you know, I mean, in
1: a bad way but like it's such a part of my life just like, having drinking beers and like going out and seeing you I I don't know. I can't imagine like only just being able to do that now.
2: Well I think yeah, but I think England's just a big drinking country, especially for beer and ale.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah like in
2: America isn't like Bud Light like a big thing where if you if you were caught drinking Bud Light in the UK yeah. you, would a... you would be arrested. You would be arrested. Slapped out your hands. Yeah, you're getting slapped out your hands. Hey, well, I getting,
1: like, you'd be a
2: bottle of old goblin shoved in your face.
1: <laughs> 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 hey. Bud Light's cheapest thing in spoons is a Bud Light. Yeah, it's good. all water. It tastes horrible, but like. So I'm
0: 22, and I took a class in college called The History of Beer Brewing and Drinking in American History.
3: (laughs) I bet that was a big class. We (laughs) brewed
0: our own 16th
3: century (laughs) ale.
1: Wow. And
0: we went to a brewery and we watched them make beer. <laughs> and then we went Bro. to the oldest tavern in New York. That
3: was cool.
0: What musicians inspire you to be a better musician?
2: Ooh, I've one um, he's quite an, a new guy. You might know him. He's called Jacob Collier. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's yeah. just I just think he's one of the most talented musician I've ever seen he's a genius I've never seen him live but yeah he's literally just a musical genius so I think him what about you Thomas I think I can't
1: really think but no I think the thing which makes me the most inspired like music wise is like just going to like a random gig it doesn't matter where it is or like what level it's like a random gig on like a weekend and just like seeing a random band especially if they're like a bit younger because it just like it reminds you like why you kind of started playing and stuff you know what I mean and you kind of see it, and you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to get back in my practice now." And you kind of, it kind of reaffirms all the things you kind of love about music. I think that's that's what inspires me the most. I think, like seeing other people doing it, especially on like a kind of similar age range and kind of level and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you just said seeing a band full of kids is your
1: inspiration.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watch School of Rock, and I'm like, "Yeah." What a bit. Yes. Like, this is
3: I'd <laughs> i, I would say for me there's a dude called uh, Corey Wong who plays guitar in um band for the Wolfpack and uh, they sold out like Madison Square Gardens with no management or label they're just really really cool band man and he's, he's just a sick guy he's just really good like someone you look at and you're like I wish I was that good the yeah be following I'd say like good song I'm
2: imagine right. imagine just like complete in an instrument like you can literally just play anything. Yeah,
3: like playing oh, the Four oh. of the Flames on Guitar Hero on Expert. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually like, what's the what's the guy called? Oh, I can't remember his name. He's he's uh
2: quite young. He does songs with, like Whisk leaf and stuff. Um he did that song about
3: Charlie
2: oh, it, Yeah Charlie Poof. Now he is he's legit like he is legit. He he's got that perfect pitch, and he can literally just play anything. Like, it's, it's mad. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like if you listen to one of his songs, it's just a pop song. But he is a he is a talented young specimen.
3: He writes songs for loads of people, doesn't he? He wrote songs for Five Seconds of Summer and stuff. And
2: yeah, yeah, I bet he's he's got he's getting pee, mate. He's getting money. Songs coming out with this. Hmm. Maybe
0: we should
1: him a call. Yeah, I'll
2: give him a look. Whack them a little cool.
0: Now, my last question for you guys is what are your goals for 2020? You can do the year or the decade because the year's kind of been cancelled.
2: Yeah, well, the, the the goal for the year is to survive. I think that's Go the out. main goal. For everyone. for um, I think for the decade, it's just just keep progressing as the band and just... That's basically it, really. Just trying to just be better and yeah yeah. keep making music
3: stay happy is a big factor by 2030 I want 100 million in the bank I want a nice car I want (laughs) Merlin the Elephant Wizard his own TV show and I want to have my own daytime TV show and that's how I see it being (laughs) that's the Elephant Wizard no but I think yeah I think we just want
2: to I just want to just carry on just try and just get to the next level and keep progressing as as the band until we're like we're just selling out shows everywhere constantly on tour big studios I want to write loads of albums just yeah Yeah. for the decade
1: write songs stay happy stay positive carry
3: on going
0: so I want to thank you guys so much for speaking with me
3: thank you very much
2: Thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. I know it's like evening.
2: Stay
3: safe. You too. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.